Whatever, you can read it, Julio. Technically, Brian did host. read it. I don't know how to read, man. <laughs> That's a Why lie. Why is he so loud? <laughs> he just wants to keep making purple squares. <laughs> like, That's yeah. all I know. All I know is loud. <laughs> That's what happens when you grow up looking me. like me, walking around like me. It's a. I don't. Man, <laughs> I don't imagine that life. <laughs> Why are you yelling? No, no, you it ain't my movies. Look, look, look. I had the other end. All right, I was Mr. Shoestring Man. You know, Mr. I was Shoestring Man. Or what? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was eighty-seven pounds soaking wet until I was in tenth oh. grade. <laughs> you know, like, but I was still six foot tall. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And then I gained. Man. And then I gained a hundred pounds in three years. <laughs> so, I will do it. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pabs walks around like the Scat Man. Uh, I'll tell you this, guys. Now, um, I'm walking. Uh, I'm walking around a lot more topless these days. Ooh, this kid. Just, Let's make another. Pop pecking. I I don't. I, pop I, I'm very happy. I'm very happy with my camera. Yeah, let me progress. know how that pop pecking goes there, Holmes. <laughs> I'm just feeling himself. Are you feeling yourself? <laughs> I'm not feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. Oh fuck! Like literally. Oh jeez. Are you hey, doing I'm, the uh, Buffalo Bill? Would you fuck me? I'm a, uh, I'd fuck I'm me. a tough. <laughs> I am a tough independent. <laughs> Thing, all right. Listen. Thing. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a tough, independent thing. He's a t- he's a tit. I'm an independent <laughs> modeler. <laughs> you said it. Me over here. You said it, not me. I think yeah, I found a trace know what to do. <laughs> Look, look at, I think my muscles. I think we found a transformer. Yeah, I think this is sexual harassment now, Pab. You gotta stop talking about no. shit like that. Totally it's emotional damage. Totally <laughs> All the listeners click this link, thus giving us consent. Let's talk about Pab's body. It's true. Imagine it sign up in your head. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to episode 18 of the Built Sideways podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Julio Ponte, Clipping Nubs. And with me, I have Brian the Bro Builder. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. Kyle the Clueless Gunpla Builder. And Chris Babs. Hi. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I mean, I barely made a noise. Kyle, you, I think you salute. Did you salute? The camera no, just because they can't. The whole stunner, like oh, like an they explosion. Yeah, oh. the stunner. You saw the, the stunner. Yeah. yeah, they don't see that in the podcast. They feel it though. <laughs> they feel that energy. They feel. Okay. It. Don't you guys feel listeners okay. feel okay. the energy of the stunner? I can. I can just imagine a uh, a uh, a listener uh, driving in his car, listening to the podcast, um, starting this one up, and be oh, I feel Kyle doing a stunner. Out. He's like, what's the sensation? Oh, he drives, ooh. he puts up three fingers. Again. <laughs> <Shiny> <laughs> <extreme mute. laughs> yeah. 
What's the whistle? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. That's the shocker. That's the shocker, not the stunner. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still three fingers. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. That's how I would have did it. Take oh my me as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to church. <laughs> so on today's podcast, <laughs> we're talking about uh, some stuff that one of our great friends, a friend of the community, uh, sent us to talk about. It's phenomenal. Thank you for for uh, giving us some topic today. I, I do enjoy it. Thank you. And if, um, uh, if I could interject real quick, um, if you, if anybody has any questions for us and, or any topics that you guys want us to cover, please just let us know. Like we are constantly listening and, uh, and uh, kind of hearing you guys about any requests that you have. So uh, we are more than happy to cover anything that you guys want us to talk about. So please just, you know, send us a message on any of our socials or built sideways uh, email, which is uh built sideways podcast at gmail.com. And Boy, do we have a lot to say. What is my kid doing right now? She literally threw everything in her crib out of the crib. And then she's like oh, laying down all angrily like, fuck these toys. I don't want that shit in my bed. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like she's being Kyle. I mean, I, I don't think toys in my bed. That's how you break them. Roll over that shit. That's how you get wet spots. Yeah, so much chaos in one little being. You're totally my kid. <laughs> So uh, the topic we got today is from uh, Keelhole Kev, or Dude Kev, and he says, dude, can you guys do a podcast on just the tools for scale model building and honestly do a review of the products you like, love, and if you had no worries of cost, what would you use? Which is phenomenal, because we all use tools. I mean, no. you know, if, if you uh, if you ask some people, uh, some people actually say I am a tool. So uh, yeah. I don't know if it's in the same context. But. Well, I mean, those chiseled abs, pabs, of course. Fucking that pabs guy, man, such a tool. Fucking tool. It's like a fucking I, a monkey wrench in everybody's I, life. Bro, I literally, <laughs> I've never, list. I have never heard that. Why are you keep flexing <laughs> on my kids, pabs? <laughs> are you get are you getting those nubs as i as i kind of move a titty <laughs> oh, hey. think you need to sand that piece a little better it's not smooth these abs though pop, they're pop. very smooth pop, pop. i can't even i can't even remember what those mean but i do remember the anagram you ever seen a pab squat in a pale blue moon <laughs> <laughs> uh, that only happens at like 3 a.m in the bathroom yeah, did you ever see Pabs squat and create a pale blue moon? Uh, <laughs> create a blue moon. Yeah, that means your ass isn't getting circulation. I think you gotta go see the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> see someone about that. Real. But um, okay. so so tools, right? So I mean, we've we've kind of touched upon this topic uh way back in episode four, right? So the tools of the trade, like kind of the sure. But we didn't yeah. really we didn't really get into um kind of what uh uh. Evan Keel is talking about here in terms of um, like the products that we actually love, like, you know, something that we can't like as that has become a part of our, uh, our, I guess, arsenal of things that we use um, Mm -hmm. all the time when when it comes to um, building what we build, you know, so whether it's, whether it's a war or, or, uh, you know, um, 
car or gun military, damage. Chris. Military. No, war. War. What is it good war. for? Absolutely war. nothing. I love how perhaps <laughs> it's singular. Ah, war. Some kick ass car. Mom. Robot. Yes, Toy. robot. <laughs> nah, dog. But like, because well, the robots never participate in war. You see, because that. Wait a minute. <laughs> but funny. what I, what I was trying to say was, in in terms of of our all of our like unique kind of styles and approaches to this this wonderful hobby that we do, uh, we all use like a different range of things, and they have preferences. Uh, to uh to to certain tools that was maybe one of us uses but the other uses something completely different to achieve the same results um so i think this is a very open-ended question and i think it's great to have a, a discussion about this uh so um yeah let's let's, uh, let's let's kick it off man i mean you know let's just start us off i i honestly also feel like the the last little bit of uh episode that we had dealing with this topic was more of a glancing blow than it was like a full-on charged r2 so like i feel like we really could send it <laughs> right and, and really talk Xbox about a lot players. of stuff yeah well i mean whatever bro. you know r2 r what what is the trigger your right trigger same deal right same bumper trigger. i think right bumper triggers well, no, the top bumper's the top bumper's one the, the trigger's bottom. the bottom yeah oh, I was no, the trigger's the bottom okay. All the same. Um, <laughs> no, because uh, there are uh, there's a ton of tooling out there on the market, and we all use different things, and we all do different things with the things that we use. And so you're absolutely correct, Chris. Like this deserves a bit more of an exposition uh, and an in depth look at all of this. I mean, it's more than just the nippers on your block. You know, it's about like trying to figure out what works the best for your style of build and what is going to be your best cost effective thing. You know, like I have a couple of different rotary tools. I love my rotary tool I'm using right now. The first one I got, it was a gift. It was a great gift. Uh, It's uh, was a little Dremel, but it was like a battery pack Dremel, which worked well, but it only had one battery charge was limited. It was rough. So right now I'm using that David union five D five fifty that I got from um, from Galactic, love David Union. You can also get those from uh, Model Paint Solutions, uh, John Miller. Um, but yeah, great tools. Uh, direct, they're the guys that made the tools that everybody else sells. So think about it like that. Like they're cutting, they are the the person that makes that shit. So they cut out the middleman. They just sell it direct to the public. Really quality stuff. Good price. And this thing is fabulous. It has everything that I need. Forward, backwards all of the variability it is light in my hand it doesn't get hot they have a huge amount of tooling for it Um, they're all cost effective because i'm not dealing with someone else trying to sell something that somebody else made i'm dealing with the person that made that thing and i really appreciate that from david union and their tooling so like there's my psa (laughs) who i love david union actually i got the 400 sander man i don't know why i held off on getting it so long but it was such a great investment because i think what main people think about an electronic standard is oh my god this thing's gonna blast through my finishes and destroy my plastic at the lowest setting i, I want to just use my hands better control actually even at the, like one of the higher settings it, it's it's not that aggressive it's aggressive enough to do the job and save you time but not destroy your piece if you just look at it with the sander like it it's it's got that nice gentle and which i think i wish i had knew no one sooner because that, that was always my hesitation of buying the part was oh, i'm going to destroy pieces no it's great it's got variable speed too so you can like change it up it you can go easy with sandpaper you got you can use other sandpapers like you know use some god hand uh 
sponge yeah. sandpaper. You can use some right. of the standard flat paper. You're not limited. You just double side tape that bitch and bam, you got all kinds of resources yeah. you can use on it. If, if you want to be super aggressive, you can grab floor sander paper from your hardware store and stick it to the variable, the mandrels they have because a bunch of different mandrel sizes. And that's like, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, it, it's a great investment, especially for like resin kits where you're dealing with large surfaces. Well, in my particular figure resin kit, it's always oh, a godsend because there would be times where I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired of sanding and this resin's not, you know, light. It's, it takes a good bite off of the sandpaper. So I'm just, but having that thing go crazy, get some mold lines, get rid of golden, perfect tool. So Highly um, suggest. I think that, uh, and, and and I think this is kind of a an offshoot of the topic, but there is a bit of a uh, uh, a non realization for a lot of people that investing in your tools is um is is actually an investment into your time. Um, mm-hmm. you know, um, ha- having good quality tools that make uh, a job a little bit easier um is is never a bad thing. And because oh, yeah. I, I remember I remember early on into this hobby, like when I started to you know kind of getting in, getting into the whole kind of building as a group or building um, and, and sharing and, and all that stuff. Like you would see people kind of talking about um, how uh, you don't have to buy, you know, the best so-and-so and, and, and uh, you know, you, you only need uh, the basic uh, nippers, sander, da, da, da. But like, you know, uh, it's, it's an investment in your time. It's not, it's not really about buying the best thing. It's, it's about um, there might be a tool out there that just makes it a little easier for you to, for example, with the David David Union four hundred, you know, it makes it easier to, for you to sand larger surfaces. Um, oh, yeah. You know, for it's it's just it's 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 not um it's not a bad idea to spend that money where you would usually spend on on a kit or something, uh, for a a tool or a quality tool that will last you a lifetime, and um and will make things just a little bit faster or a little bit more efficient for you. Yeah, and time is valuable too. We only have so much of it. So being able to get through the monotonous task of sanding and putting more time into like painting a kit or customizing a kit, the things that people predominantly enjoy, like I don't know a single person that enjoys sanding off nubs. I mean, so if you can get through that and have tools that are dedicated to that task and make it easier, it gives you more time to enjoy things, especially if you have very limited time at home, you know, you don't want to be messing around with the monotony. Well, yeah, and it also, with I want to put a slight caveat with certain tooling, like say the the four hundred, uh, which was the first David Union tool that I got, and I love it as well. It's great, perfect, light, wonderful, never, never stops. Uh, it has its own drawer. I love it that much. Um, so that tool is great if you have a lot of space to cover or if you're dealing with a lot of complex shapes if you're doing simple building if you're just going to snap build a model or if you're just building regular stuff out of the box if you're building cars or planes or whatever like that you don't necessarily need that level of tooling that level of sanding but if you're doing something like if you guys have watched uh, any of the live streams that we hang out with uh, there's a, a friend of us uh, jeff longman who's building this 3d printed zaku which has a bunch of complex shape uh, shapes and it's a bunch of surface area because it's like what is it like one to Massive. 30 years 20 it's huge it's gigantic anyways yeah. it's part of a, a kickstarter thing but i digress that level of sander is more a 
tuned to this level of building. So if you're going to be like a straight builder, don't don't really worry about getting that kind of tools, but just worry about getting the better, like the better, simpler stuff. Um, like uh, Pebs could probably talk a, an hour on sanding blocks and shit, right, Pebs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I I feel like what I do is 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 a little bit different from uh, kind of your your everyday, um, you know, buy a bandai kit, put it together, um, kind of get rid of the nubs, uh, hand line. There you go. Um, you know, especially and Kyle kind of touched it, touched upon it a little earlier with with resin kits. Um, there is a little bit more uh, effort and, and work you got to put into it to make the surface um, look not so bad, uh, depending on the the uh, the costing. It's, it, you know, stuff like, like for, to be more specific, right? So I, I really do enjoy like my, my, um, my mad work sanding paper, uh, alongside their, their acrylic sanding blocks. Those have been really uh, nice. And, and I've, I've used those for absolutely, uh, years and years. Um, but, uh, there's something to be said about the, su- uh, Sujiborido fine files, which are, uh, there's, there's a black and white set. So the, there's the black one, which is a, a coarser file. And then the white one, which is a finer one. And those have been uh, such a blessing. Like when I, when I, when I first bought those and I put, and I started putting uh, kits together using those, um, just some of those pore spouts just, just disappeared, man. Like it, wow. it's so efficient. It's so fast in getting rid of those and shaving those off. Um, I, I highly recommend those for anybody who's looking into uh, working on these resin kits and, and, and kind of, uh, you know, wanting to, to kind of efficiently get rid of those things. Because, you know, the, while the David Union Sander is fine, the David Union Sander is really more for large surfaces, for flat mm-hmm. surfaces and, and making sure that those surfaces are nice and smooth. But when it comes to, to flash or uh, edge flash or, or, like I said, horse spout trees, like it, it, the, these files do such an amazing and incredible job of, of getting rid of those efficiently. Also, Pabs, they're great for shaping parts. So if you're making like custom scratch build stuff, they, they have just enough aggression to cut in edges. And you know, say you're putting a bevel somewhere, they're amazing. I wish they were better, easier to get a hold of. I have a um, a cutting file similar to the, the hand file blocks, but it's like a, a file stick or whatever. And that thing is amazing. It's like a directional cutter. And it, oh, it just eats plastic. So if you got to like really it's, shape something, it's amazing. I'm curious about this. So I have a lot of experience with files. It was like literally the first tool that I was taught how to use when I was a little kid. And uh, I've been using it for a long time because of the way that I grew up and the shit that I learned on the way. So I'm curious yeah. about this tool that you're talking about. You said it was a like a file. Oh, Pabs, you're holding it up right now. Uh, no, it's different than what Pabs has. I can go it's grab it and show you. So, so it's like your standard like stick file. Right. And rather than stick it being file. attached. Where <laughs> Do you mean like a jeweler's uh, file? Like, yes, are you but, talking about like yeah, a like, sanding block? Because perhaps it's holding no, up sanding blocks. Not sanding block, like jeweler's file, where it's gotcha. You know, I, I call a stick. These are actually files. Stick. Yeah, those are actually those files. Those are actually they're, files. Yep. Okay. They're metal files with, you know, the hex. Interesting. Uh, so they're just mounted. They're, so they're block mounted. But that's mm-hmm. interesting because that's that's wild. That's less like a file. And it just depends. I want to, I really want to see it up close because like I'm a stickler for this shit. And I was, well, beside from being the metal worker that I am, guys, like I want to see like, the, you can't see the cross grain or anything like that. Like, is there a cross grain in it? Like, because there are, is so many different kinds of files out there. So this is a, this is a single uh, uh, horizontal um, right so it has like a single singular grain yes what i've got here brian is the wave um 
file and it's a uh, directional cutting file so essentially All files what makes are directional this, cutting files just well, to not, let you know not necessarily so this is not multi-directional <laughs> well, yeah, it's actually. single it's it's actually if you look at the handle um it's not just forward motion it's actually uh -huh. to the left you actually move it forward and to the left because of uh -huh. how the angle of the teeth are sure um it's a lot more aggressive so it's like uh, having beveled hook teeth around there uh -huh. rather than uh -huh. like your hexagonal yeah, yeah, yeah. cross hatch. cross grain is, a, is yeah. technically just a, is, is considered a cross cut or a bastard file and there's like but a file also, being aggressive to this file each okay. side is so different. yeah the depth yeah. of the tooth really nifty okay. yeah fabulous um, that's really good wave. really good product you can get off a of hobby mm -hmm. link japan um sure. not that expensive the shipping's gonna be more expensive so i highly suggest doing a bundle buy so you get more bang for your buck on that price but um, amazing tool if you especially if you're doing like scratch building or you're shaping small parts uh or sandpaper isn't really all that good and it takes forever and you want to try to maintain your flat like from your bevel that's amazing to have it, can, it allows you a lot more control much like most files like yeah that. the the first tool i always go to anytime that i'm cleaning up any um nubs or mold lines or anything is a file i have a lot of files and uh, I use them all the time. I have like a huge variety, like literally like I have files up to, you know, I have an 18 inch long, almost inch and a half wide, half bastard. round bastard file. Yeah. For doing, for hogging, you know, for doing crazy oh, resin great... stuff and like big things. Ah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to, you know, but I have like, I have a lot of fun things and it's, it's like, it, there's a lot that can go into it you don't always have to um think of a file as being something that's like super aggressive it just depends on mm -hmm. the way that you're using it and this the exactly like kyle was saying before the different types of file the different grains the different teeth the cutting and this and that so it does so take a little bit you're of time telling me you're telling me you guys don't go out to the sidewalk and just rub shit on the ground no, just uh, your we face. Don't, uh, we don't have concrete here in Chicagoland, uh, so uh, we can't. It's only ice. Concrete. No, the only grass ice out not, there. Grass, yeah, grass is not good for uh, for sanding. Yeah, it's you if you want to weather your kid, yeah, weathering. I don't want it to be green. <laughs> just there's some clay yeah, somewhere. The, oh, the green skid mark, dude. <laughs> so uh, I want to I want to hear from Julio because Julio. So nah. I mean, uh, a lot of us here are mm -hmm. are. Uh, are like we we customize our, our our kits and stuff but i think julio is is more he's more focused into into kit bashing right you're more of a kit Man. basher mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> fucking liar you are a fucking liar the bullshit spam from this man's mouth <laughs> i use nail clippers and nail files that oh you can get God. at the dollar store Oh to make my, my things Modeling. <laughs> i can see the tools yeah. on his desk right now <laughs> i i bought a pair of gone hand nippers never use them <laughs> wow <laughs> never never use them dude uh well, well we'll talk about those in a minute but like what what kind of things have you picked up over the years where you're like oh man i can't you can't really see yourself going back without, without straight up. Yourself. Yeah. What's your do or die? What's your, what's your, what's your EDC? What's your fucking ride or die? <laughs> you do game plus. What um, are you carrying? Oh man. All my shit from the old game. I, uh, <laughs> I've been, I've been fortunate enough to be gifted a bunch of fucking tools that I fucking love, love them phenomenal you know vice i didn't know my life could change oh. after getting a fucking vice brian was like why are you holding that with your hands 
and I uh, he gave me them. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> a pair of bikes for Christmas. For now, of course, my pleasure. I can yo know, change my whole life. I think when people ask me now, I'm like, get get yourself a vice. Oh yeah, <laughs> go, go do it. They're so good. I uh, I got gifted a tech life, and that thing is incredible. It's What's the battery life? powered. It's the rotary tool or Dremel. Oh, there you go. Cordless yeah. rotary. Yeah. yeah. What's the life? Have the What's the charge David life? Union. Shush, shush, right, shush your buns. Call me tits. What's, what's <laughs> the fucking, what's the battery life? Like, <laughs> what were you doing before? Like, what were you doing before you got the tech life? And what do you do with those now? Like, what was your purpose? Uh, what was the purpose? Um, just like uh, manipulating pieces to shape. You know, before I would uh, just sand them, straight up grab a sanding stick and fucking go to town on it. And now I can get. Yeah, now I can do. Like, it's a versatile tool. I can do a lot of things, get into a lot of crevices, dig stuff out, you know, get stuff down. Before I was just trying to do that with like a hobby knife. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> sanding sticks. Yeah. Wow. Julio, um, do you use like different well, bits on your rotary tool? So you have yeah, like uh, I got like a bunch a of them. Carving yeah. bit, a sanding bit. Yeah, the the go to is the removal bit, which is just like a rough one twenty circle, get rid of shit. Um, Are you talking? Is it a burr or is it a or is it is it a um, like a, a, a abrasive? Um, it's abrasive. Oh, so that yeah. is oh, so you're you're just dealing with literally that's just like a a, a sleeve, a sanding sleeve yeah. with a little cone on it. Yeah. Because there, I just, use cutting. I use cutting heads on mine. I use like a what what not necessarily a burr because burrs are tools? technically uh, cross cut carbide uh, things. But yeah, similar to machining to tools, in. but they're still built for the rotaries like Dremel mm, or yeah. whatever. You can buy. They, usually they're behind glass in New York and whatever because. Yeah. People are dirty. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is fine. Um, but you know, but yeah, so there's a lot of different ways to use that. And it's interesting because you can get a lot of different effects um and results from using these different tools with both your style rotary tools and the like the style that I have and the style that anybody else may have. Um, due to the load rating on the engine, the motor of the of the tooling itself, plus the battery life, plus um, the material that you're working with. Um, I was curious about because yours is um, a charger because I used to have one that was like battery powered. You yeah, know? And yeah. I'm curious about your your battery length and your usage, because the stuff that you do is very detailed and is is still really good but you you uh, are using a tool that i think doesn't have like the same kind of like i have one that plugs into the wall and is extra crazy you know and it's not necessarily needed uh, so i want to see where why why you i mean what you get out of what you get because i think that that's valuable information there have been times where i'll turn it on and i'll get a good engine going and I'll hit a piece of plastic or something, and it'll just. I'm like, ah, that, that, that's the end of doing that for today. Now I got to right. charge this thing for an hour. Okay, um, okay, okay. I would say like three, four hours of like continuous poundage. And <laughs> is that like is that like uh, light Excuse detail me? refining or? <laughs> yeah, I know. Kind of poundage we talk. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it on the even. Uh, <laughs> so are you talking about like detail, like refining details or because you were talking about trying to hog through a lot of material. Yeah. And so yeah. I know you've tried to do that. And I bought you 
a jeweler saw. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I bought you a really nice jeweler tool. saw because you're my brother Fucking and I love mint. you. Mint. Exactly. But, mint. but the people out there on the podcast listener end can buy a jeweler saw on Amazon for very cheap with some blades, a ton of blades Bust. for very cheap. And you can really cut through a lot of plastic if you're looking to try and do some modifications or do more Work cutting up. apart of big things. You can get a really nice jeweler saw and do a lot of work without having to go overboard with trying to cut through it like Julio was talking about with his rotary tool through a big piece of plastic. So it's just a little bit about yeah. like metering the task and the tool too. So yeah. Before the the jeweler saw, I was using the Tamiya Exacto saw. You know, like the thick, and that thing was a piece. I mean, it worked for a while, but then it got dull, what, and I had to get a new the, one. And what's the curve on that blade? I, I, what's a curve? Okay, so <laughs> curve is an all right. So curve is a term for the amount of material that's removed from the the cutting uh, surface of the tool when you're cutting. So like a saw blade has teeth on it and that's the cutting surface. Yeah, and yeah. usually if the, depending on the length of the blade and the size of the cut, the teeth are often staggered in certain dimension and stuff like that. So the amount of material that's removed from the cut is called the kerf. Uh, yeah, it is also right. often referred to like for laser cutting and water jet cutting. It's also a, a mild bevel on the edge. If I remember of, uh, correctly, the kerf on that is pretty aggressive but it also because of the spacing to the teeth it's very flimsy so it's very you know with yeah with thawing you catch yeah. if you don't have a good momentum that's it's, it's oh, so no. flimsy too you're like fucking you're snagging and it, it's very catch. hard to hold yeah. good. And all, another but, thing that you probably run into with a tool like that because it's a it's a probably a, a somewhat thin blade they keep the blade thinner because it doesn't build up as much heat it actually disperses heat better if the bigger the blade the longer it's going to keep heat and the more it's going to be likely to either load with material from the cut or it's going to become hot and get stuck from either a loading the cut or just fusing the plastic that you're trying to cut with it which is just dumb um, but the reason they make them thin also is because the longer that that gets and the heavier it is you're going to get vibration and what you also deal with that is like your kerf widens because the, the saw itself is vibrating as it's pulling across which is why the jeweler saw is so nice because it has a very mm. thin blade which is kept in tension mm. and it's very very thin like in profile vertically and um uh like dimensionally wide so it allows you to to continue to cut now however <laughs> you can totally fucking bind that shit oh my gosh can you <laughs> yes especially <laughs> cutting through like multiple parts of Gundam like I do it with the Gundam stuff like I when I did the full city and I was cutting through the binders from the rebake I had that shit just stacked up and all glued together and I cut through it in one big piece like just tried to like saw it straight down and I did it but I burned through I want to say six blades probably per cut four cuts total so that's like 20 blades you know Oof getting yeah getting through. through that thickness because i kept it kept binding from the amount of material and then the amount of space between all the parts the drag dealing with heat load um like particulate and all that shit so i suppose if i was like running it on a bandsaw but i'm not doing that Ryan, so no that we should make about the jeweler saw is it's actually quite versatile and getting in those hard to reach places because oh God, you can dude. remove the blade, put it inside of a circle and then retighten it and then cut from within there. Like, so if you have like somewhere you want to cut, isn't clearly like easy to get to with a standard saw. That's where the jeweler's uh, blade really comes in handy because it can get into very tight. Cause it's, 
it's literally a, a what a one millimeter tall, uh, you know, quarter of a millimeter thick blade, and it, and, and adjust it, Brian fit it where you go, and then go town. Ooh. They're like 0.5, dude, and you can like <laughs> graft in, like seriously uh, detail out a cut. Mm-hmm. Yo, fucking you life changing. That yeah. jeweler saw is fucking life changing. I saw someone yeah. recently cutting stuff up. I was like, you need a jeweler saw, dude. Mm-hmm. Like unsolicited advice. You need a jeweler saw. Like it is phenomenal. It's <clears> a <throat> big um, difference. Yeah. Weapon pads. What do you want? Put your shirt on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so on the flip side of that, right? So I'm not not to, not to try to show, uh, not to try to throw shade at um, specific companies, right? But what are some tools that we have bought, but then realized, yeah, we don't really need these. Hmm. To me, a saw cutter that I had. <laughs> that shit gets so uh, squirrely, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it, it works for the first time, but I'm, you're like, fuck, I need a better blade. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that and I never used it because I looked at it. I bought it and then I pulled it out of the package and I looked at it and I was like, "This is not Man. what I bought." <laughs> like, this is, okay, so I didn't necessarily buy these, right? But these were sent to me. But the uh, the Vispe uh, paint mixer was uh, was oh, one yeah. tool that like a hands I for felt that. like shake weight that bitch. I, yeah, I felt like I didn't really need it. Like it wasn't really something that was making things efficient for me because it, it was still taking a certain amount of time for it to mix the, the mm-hmm. paint. Mm-hmm. And it was the same amount of time as if I were to just shake the bottle with a uh, with an agitator. So it it didn't really make things uh any any easier or any more efficient. So it it, it felt kind of lost on me in terms of, you know, why why did I need to why do you need to use this? Um but I think I think that's that was the biggest kind of uh biggest what's, what's the word for it? um thing that uh Limit. that I've used in the last couple of years and and it, it just yeah it just I just didn't feel the need to to be like oh this is this is really nice go get this it was like it was yeah it's just all right yo what's that one that you push into it and it shakes the bottle oh you're talking about the nail polish shaker that they sell yeah, for twenty dollars on Amazon yeah. You just push onto it and it shakes the whole bottle. And it's like, you don't even need to put a ball bearing into it to make it work. Right. I need to get one yeah. of those. It looks no, dope as hell. I got a scientific mixer, much like what Chris is talking about. But Chris is talking about the like the, the branded, like, you know, scientific mixer. Basically, a company yeah. took a scientific mixer. That, simple. Don't, that's the silver bullet. <laughs> no. No, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no dog no but for real though um yeah they're also like yeah um a friend of the friend of the cast uh a friend of the community chris collins uh got the nail polish uh shaker essentially for shaking little bottles of enamel nail polish it's the same thing you can use it on your you know your tubes of of mission models or your you know your i wouldn't know about like maybe not something glass but you know depending on if there's a marble in it because I know that all the mission stuff, like I use mission, I used to use a lot of ammo, acrylic, um, but that stuff, like it, I, it doesn't jive with the way that I paint. So uh, it's way it's for me, it's way too opaque and, and it just like, it doesn't react well to this, my style, which is fine. Um, so yeah, but yeah, they all have ball bearings in them and stuff. I'm not about to shake a, a, a bit of my glass enamels in something that is like going to like, really make that that ball bearing uh do some horrible things um 
But like, so what do you do, Chris? Sorry. Do you just shake it up by hand or what? Yeah, I just I just shake it up with a with an agitator yeah. in there. Put a couple of ball bearings. Those muscles and, came uh, from. I just shake away. <laughs> shake yeah, it, away. It, no those fucking things. I just I feel I feel like doing it that way. It, it's just a more aggressive way of doing it for one. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it it's actually if anything more efficient. Um, where I'm not relying on something to to get something done um, in the same amount of time that I'm going to be able to do it in manually, and it just did it just didn't feel like it was a necessary tool. It was just something to you know just to have on there and, and be like, okay, cool, I have it. Use mm-hmm. it every now and then. Um, but even then, sometimes I felt like it didn't really do as good of a job as if as if I would just I would just shake it. Brother, so, that was my next fucking question was like, do you feel like because you have control over that you have the ball bearings one or two or whatever it is or whatever mixing tool you have within the bottle itself? Mm. Do you feel like you have more control over its interaction with the inside of the bottle and inherently the media within it, the paint to give it a oh. better mix? Oh, I, absolutely. Like, I think for me, so so um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll try to put it. Uh, I'll try to use a, a more practical example. Right. So. um. I finished up the high new. Uh, so it, while I was doing that, I was sent these, the, the mixer. And, um, and when I started, and I, 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 there's no way for, for me to prove that this is the, the reason for this, right? But when I was using the mixer, I was noticing a, uh, a shift in terms of, of how much pigment was in my, my paint that I was throwing down onto the piece um, compared to when I was just shaking the bottle. So it didn't feel like as if, the, the pigmentation was being agitated enough for it to be fully covering both the thinner and its its catalyst. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it didn't feel like uh, I was getting the same amount every time. So it felt like I was adding more layers to be able to compensate for the fact that there wasn't as many or as much pigment as there was normally. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, there's no way for me to prove that the mixer is is responsible for that. That could just be the paint sure. itself. It, you know, it could be a whole yeah, host of factors. The, you're talking about the tool that you use to mix the paint, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, there's no, there's no way for me to, to kind of prove that, that that's, that was the culprit for, for why that was happening, but it, it's just a, a very kind of, I guess, coincidental timing that when I started using it is when that started to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, and then when I was like, you know, forget this, let's just do this the normal way. And I just started to shake the balls with the agitator. Things just went back to normal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was, it was, uh, I don't know. No, I know. I hear you. No, I hear you. I hear you. Sorry. So while we're on the topic of tools that don't seem to match up with the fucking Tamiya Scriber, talk about a tool that is Bro, false Jesus. advertisement. I fucking love that tool. Not a scriber. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I will say this. I love that tool. I will. I will say this. Right. Right. So uh, you know, um, somebody uh, that we know uh, had it right when they said that it was just it was just named incorrectly. It is, yeah. at its, it is it's at its best uh, a cutter but they can't call it a cutter because they already have a cutter out there mm-hmm. so, so um, here's the thing the tool is supposed to be known as an acrylic cutter it's used to a cut acrylic sheet i have one that is not a tamiya product that is strictly for that and it's ex- mm-hmm. identical in blade and everything remember those giant sheets i was using to make sanding blocks out of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what i used to cut it was an acrylic cutter it it's 
it, by all intents and purposes, it is advertised and misnamed because the tool itself is not actually designed for scribing. Yes, it will scribe, but boy, will it give you a lot of heartache. You're going to like learn the hard way how to use a tool for something it's not necessarily designed for. You know, the, the funny thing about this, Kyle, is that I have a YouTube video, actually two YouTube videos, where I use this tool specifically mm-hmm. and Dymo Tape as well as regular carbide scribers and and like jewelers files to do scribe lines on a high grade uh what is it? it's the Giridoga, the dog fighter that i did right so i did that stuff with like the most obtuse out of control ad hoc why the hell are you using this because you don't know any better shit right but it worked so it can be done you can get by but, with it but it's not effective but here I'm gonna fucking like macaroni with the shit out of myself here with the fucking feather in my cap. I know a lot about fucking tools and I have decades of experience of material science and interaction under my belt before I started to scribe a model kit. So it wasn't like I'm a geek off the street trying to do something. I know Ooh, how balance. to make things do what I want them to do because of my mm. lifetime of experience of doing this shit. I'm 40 something fucking years old and I've worked my whole life doing this stuff. So I'm a, I'm not your fucking regular person. So my experiences are <laughs> not the standard. They're not, not the base level. The same. So, so I'll, I'm not trying uh, to be a basic about bitch. It. I'm just being real. Like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, no, you can't do this. I'm trying to be like, but it's probably not. These are not normal shit. I do not suggest this. So yeah. on the same boat as as Brian, I I did also use the Tamiya Scriber on a kit. So I, I used it to build the uh, that Hekaja kind of kit bash slash custom that I did a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, it, I can't fault Tamiya for naming it what it is because it technically is still a Scriber. It still scribes lines. It It... it Granted, it scribes lines in a valley shape and not a square like, as, a, as a chisel would. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's not a it's not a um it's not a uh, it's not a completely uh, parallel line. You know, it meets in the middle, so it creates more of a groove that you're able to then kind of you're supposed to fold over uh, fold into it into itself and snap. Um, but it is in its at its core and then it's at its kind of <laughs> very base a function. Um, a scriber, it, it's named as such because that's what it does. It scribes into a plastic. Uh, depending on how much you do it, then you'll be able to cut that piece off. Um, naming it anything else, if you name it a cutter, you, because it, by definition, a cut is if you you cut into something. You can't name, you can't technically name it a slicer either because it doesn't slice into things. I mean, it, it, it does do all those it. things. Um, it's because. The way it removes material is through like there's a whole material science behind mm. a crush versus a, a splice, um, but yeah, it, all those names are not wrong. But exactly. they're taking liberties. But you can't, yeah, you can't yeah. exactly call it any of those. So they're going by the easiest route of how to describe how this tool functions. It scribes mm-hmm. through plastic. It's a fancy hobby knife, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's True. the best tool we have. Oh, fucking hobby knife! Oh yeah, what? True. A must. The old number, a old must. number eleven. Must. Oh baby. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna. I, I hate. I hate to fucking throw old Jeff Bozo's fucking loot, but like <laughs> buying the. If you can't, so all right. So check this out. I used to live in 
the city proper. I used to live in Bed-Stuy and uh, I used to shop by where I used to work in Williamsburg at the Artisan Craftsman store. Sh- uh, unnecessary plug. They don't owe us nothing, but they're great people. So I would go there and you could buy Exacto number 11s by the 100 pack. No big deal. No crazy price. Normal shit. Buy that. Go home. Whatever. You got 100 number 11s. I'm down here in Jersey now because of life circumstances. I go to Michael's Arts and Crafts or whatever because I'm not going to go to fucking Hobby Lobby. They can get bent. And uh, I look for my number 11s and they sell them by the five pack. And they're like $4 for five fucking blades, bruv. I can go to Jeff Bozo and buy a hundred of them for $22. So I'm going to do that because I'm getting, you know, and then the last hundred pack lasted me, you know, four years. I'm assuming this last one, this one will last me probably, you know, three or, or hopefully three years, maybe two and a half, three years. Two. Yeah. I I go through them so much faster now. It's You have to. It's safer that way. The number 11. Don't ever wear your blades past a point. That's going to get injured. Replace them. Yeah. Replace them frequently. Yeah. They're cheap. If you buy them from Jeff Bozo, replace them. Yeah. Don't 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 power through because you're trying to be a cheapskate. And then you end up slicing your thumb in half like I did with a chisel. Oof. Oof. Chisel like mm. cutting chisel, not a mm-hmm. scribing chisel. Oh, I know. Mm. You guys remember that? That ruined my day. I took the day off, mm-hmm. and fucked up my thumb. Mm. And I was like, all right, no more building. <laughs> That's for a later episode. <laughs> Injuries. Oh man, how we loved them. <laughs> Are we gonna have an injury episode? It's, an, yeah. it's on the topic oh. list. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> while, so many stories. While there's, um, while there's something to be said about uh, a tool, like, like, um, like the good old number 11, right? That, that, will, uh, that will last you a long time. There's something to be said about a tool that's really efficient in the short term. So while it doesn't last as long, alpha blades are super ridiculously oh, yeah. sharp. But they don't last as long. That's what, hmm. that's what I've been, I bought a pack of them. They're fucking sharp as shit, though. I am changing them like every like build. Those good forty fives. So oh. what yeah, I dude. what I use um the alpha blades for? I don't use them for, for for messing with the kit itself. I use them for for cutting uh masking tape, right? So when I'm I'm going mm. through and I'm layering uh different uh colors and stuff like that, I use the mos- I use uh the alpha blade to uh to kind of score the panel line that I'm using as a separation for each piece. Um, and then I remove the excess tape and then I paint over that. So with the alpha, it makes it super easy to be able to to go through those lines without really worrying about marring the plastic or exactly because you're cutting the on the model. That is fucking genius, bro. Oh, well done. I, <laughs> that's <laughs> great. Yeah, no, no, because I fuck, yeah, no, I fuck yeah. with the 11, number 11s and I pull a fresh blade and I, you know, dance that line between death, you know, and whatever yeah. was success, success and death. That's because that's the difference the between tape, making a model and not as success and death, you know, like, fuck me. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the, the one the one downside with, with the alpha blades is that they don't they don't like like Julio said, they don't last very long. Like I have to switch out every couple of of uh Every couple of pieces, I guess. I mean, I guess I'm right. I'm I'm really I'm really pedantic about that. Um, no, no, yeah. Just, a little, a little just bit to too make much sure fast. that, yeah, because that um, you know, I, you start to kind of feel the the resistance of the the masking tape um, as mm-hmm. you're as you're kind of cutting, and you realize, oh, okay, this is starting to get a little bit dull. Time to move on to the next one. Um, All right. Like a pack of, I think. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Yeah. A pack of fifty. I think. Yeah, the, is, the little is like yellow maybe, block. The, the little yellow block is like maybe what, like eighteen, fifteen to eighteen bucks. And, a little cheaper. I think it's like yeah. ten bucks or so off of Amazon. It, I bought it a bunch on, of them. Yeah, it, 
it depends yeah. on where you get it from. Like, um, the last time I checked, I think it was it, it's starting to go up in price a bit. Um, well, yeah, shipping but, and all that. COVID. Yeah, but it yeah. is it is it is a, a worthwhile investment for um for a good amount of blades that will last you, um just just for due to the sheer number it will last you a while, um and while you're using it is is fucking excellent. I, like uh, for the job I'm at least doing, like you know the whole masking thing, but you know people use them for for different purposes. So. Oh, and the handles. The handles are amazing. I love them. They're like pencils. Super lightweight. Got a good grip on the blade. They're amazing. I mean, they have a variety of other handles you can get as well if you want more of a thicker marker type handle with grip and stuff. But I love it. And plus, you can even use Madwork chisels, the um, the fine tip, the bladed mm-hmm. chisel types. You can put them in their handle, in their holders. So no fancy holder. You just slip it in there and good to go. Now, the round um, type carbide hits won't fit in those, but the right. flat blade type chisels are amazing for madworks that you can fit them right into the chisel right into the handle okay i'll I'll, I'll talk to the handle so i just i just checked oh so a a 25 pack of the office are six bucks and then not too bad the the larger number ones obviously go up in price as you go on this is a 45s right because no yes nt cutter has two the 30 degree and the 45 degree so so the office are by default so their art knives are 45 sweet awesome so moving away from the the cutting part so tape right there's a lot of different kinds of masking tape out there i've used a lot of different kinds of masking tape through all the different shit that i've done throughout my whole fucking career as a builder and all that jazz there are tapes that i love there are tapes that i use i want to know what you guys are interested in julio i'm hijacking your host motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) this man's not even paying attention yeah i'm looking at my tools i'm like what can i talk about yo steel steel brushes steel brushes phenomenal get some steel brushes yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no tape. Yeah, tape. Seriously, because uh, Chris, you tape on. You mask a lot. I do. Yeah. Um. I've <laughs> I've gone through uh, a huge number of. I'm not say a huge number, a large number of brands. Um, and they it matters. It 100 matters. This is one of those things where where actually brand actually does matter because everybody has a different kind of formula for um for different tapes. So. You know, it's easy enough to kind of go into uh, a um, a DIY store and pick up like painter's tape and stuff like that. And I've seen people do that. But what people don't realize is that painter's tape doesn't have the same kind of um, light adhesion that hobby masking tape has, uh, which means it won't leave any kind of residue on your piece. It won't, uh, the, the risk of, of peeling paint uh, underneath that, that, uh, that, that tape is, uh, is a lot lower with hobby tape. So uh, hobby masking tape. So, um, I always recommend you, you guys get the, the masking tape uh, that's that's uh, suited for for hobby use. Um, I've, God, I've I've kind of gone through it all. So the the big bulk of my work uh, started with the Tamiya masking tape, which is kind of your your right kind of the easiest go to. It's the easiest wow. to get. It's 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 uh, it's everywhere. Um, it's relatively uh, inexpensive. You have a whole range of different widths, uh, and so it's not um it's not very difficult to to kind of just go and get the 18 the uh the 12 and the 6 uh they they also have a 3 and then they also have the um the bendable tape so if you have yeah, yeah the curved masking tape so if you have anything kind of curved that that makes things a little bit easier um right but i, was I have 
I have been kind of exploring different brands and I'm finding um I'm starting to like uh I'm starting to like them more than the Tamiya stuff because while the Tamiya stuff has been good and they served me well over the years, there are some issues like for one with Tamiya, they are probably the thickest uh hobby yeah. tape out in the market right now. And that makes it harder for uh, for them since they are using even lighter adhesion than other companies. So it makes it even tougher for it to kind of stick to smaller surfaces. So obviously the smaller volume pieces are going to have trouble kind of um, getting mossed uh, efficiently and um, accurately. There's nothing worse than a teeny little like masked bit wandering on you. Like yeah. you don't even do, you don't even have to do anything to it you put it in perfect place you put that sheet cut it like it's a beautiful little like uh, oblong like kind of like a rectangular piece with like perfect curved edges fits like right on that detail it's set down perfectly you love it. it's a like, great it's like, oh you're fucking great you you over here you're doing whatever you're doing you then you look back at it and that shit is cockeyed just enough it's like two degrees mm-hmm. cockeyed and you know that if you don't check it that it's gonna fuck off on you and if you do check it it's gonna fuck off on you so Using, like you were saying, Chris, this thicker body, lower attack is is like a, a like not necessarily the most ideal, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, so I, yeah. Too. So, mm-hmm. like, that's a, just that's a like problem. all of that. Like, depending on the methods that you're using. So, if you're using, say, like the you know making small uh, squares and and then kind of laying those along the line and and trying getting your separation that way, like to me, it will will more than likely depending on the size of what you use and the and the width for some reason the widths also have different adhesion uh levels so the the thinner le- the thinner uh the thinner ones the, the six and the three um have the 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 weakest adhesion out of all of them and then the 18 has the largest um or the the strongest and um yeah like putting it down putting those squares down and kind of putting them on the line you'll notice that those small squares will start to lift because again, it doesn't have that same surface volume to be able to stick efficiently because it doesn't have enough of that adhesion. Um, so I've been exploring a whole bunch of different brands. The The next best thing to, to me that I've started to use a lot more of is the Mr. Hobby um, masking mm-hmm. tape. Now it's a little bit harder to get here uh, stateside, um, but they are starting to become a little bit more widely available than, uh, than, than maybe in the last couple of years. But these uh, these are ridiculously thin, right? First and foremost, but also have a have a uh, a stronger adhesion level than than Tamiya. So not only are you able to put those down um, more uh, more confidently with smaller pieces and smaller uh, smaller masking tape sizes, um, but you'll be able to, you'll be able to to kind of have a, a better coverage without being worried about the different levels of your tape. Being put on top one uh being put on top of another and getting that stepping that you definitely don't mm-hmm. i uh i have been a huge fan of for a while and i know that i'm not alone because i've been listening to the sprue cutters podcast as well as a bunch of other podcasts and a new friend of me uh, acquaintance to me chris mettings also uses this and it's the first time i've ever heard any fucking one else other than myself talk about nichiban masking tape Nichiban masking tape is my ultimate favorite modeling masking tape. I thought I you were have... talking about the crepe tape. No, the crepe tape is good. You have it, right? I gave you some. Nichiban tape is amazing. I love it. Yeah. I, I want to get All right. some more. 
I should have stacked some in the F-18. What the hell was wrong with me? Anyway, so no, no I've got Nichiban, Nichiban masking tape is like the penultimate to me. It isn't. A, they have like so they have um, they have a uh, they have like a, a rice paper one, which is really good, too. And that's similar to the tape that I use in bulk now, which is the tape that Julio is talking about. It's this crepe tape that I got that is used for essentially it's used for automotive detailing. So it's used for masking off an automotive pen line uh, detail lines and stuff like that for doing painting and stuff like that. So it's really straightforward, just masking tape. Um, but it's like low tack. It's really easy to use. It's super versatile. I love it. It's cheap. You can't go wrong. Look it up on ebay <laughs> like i just get on ebay by the 20 stack and it's just like i have so much of it now i'm love like drawers full of tape that i'm like mm-hmm. now i'm just gonna give to julio you know or whatever you know <laughs> so but um I but the nichiban nichiban is different it's a different beast and i think that that is something that perhaps you would appreciate as a high performance masking tape and that's the, what i used for doing all of my masking on my uh flectarn uh camo patterns on the flea and on the Briegel. Um, I've used it for all of my detail on the um, the little Neo Zhang that I did, a uh, little SD little monster. You know, yeah, yeah, you got it, baby. You got one too. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, I think that you would like that, uh, Chris, very much. So if you could find it, um, I bet you could out there. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, there is one more brand that I've I've recently started to kind of in- integrate into my um, into my workflow uh, in terms of masking. And if um, this one kind of falls in between both to me and Mr. Color into or Mr. Color, Mr. Hobby in terms of like the, the thickness of the tape and the adhesion. And that is, um, what is the name of this tape? Uh, is, um, who, who makes the five star stories kits? Volks. There we go. Volks. Volks. Yeah. So, oh, yes. Relatively unknown in terms of their tools and stuff like that. But, but trying out like the whole set of different, uh, Different tapes uh, that that are uh, our good buddy uh, Manny uh, McDeo that, that picked up for me uh, over at SCGMC last year. Um, oh, yeah, trying these guys out, they have been um, they've been really wonderful to use. Like they they don't feel like uh, they don't feel as uh, as as ha- that that I don't they don't feel like they have as strong of an adhesion as like as say Mr. Color, but they do um, they do they are stronger than than Tamiya, but they still they. Don't leave any residue. They don't do any. Um, they haven't had any peeling so far, which is fingers crossed. It stays that way. Um, and they have like way more options in terms of widths than any of the other, uh, when it, than any of the other brands that I've I've worked with so far. So, um, there's more options on that side, but they 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 just they've felt really good to to work with, and it, it's something that I think people should at least give a give a a try before um. Before you know, going oh, you know, same same for me, the same to me. Um, give them a shot. Um, if you guys check, uh, I don't know where you can get these from. I'm pretty sure the Volks hobby USA. has them. Yeah, Volks USA hobby has them. So um, give them a shot. Uh, they're they're relatively inexpensive, and they come in like packs of six, I believe. So you know, you can you can get them in in a large quantity. You won't have to buy like you know, one at a time. Whereas with you know, something like Tamiya. I think the most you can get is like a three pack. Um, so, yeah, you're more and you're more efficient in that in that sense. 
and Vol- Volks USA sells a lot of different stuff. And it's going to sound kind of weird because their their website is a little bit bizarre to navigate, right? They're a lot of they do a lot of stuff with like ceramic dolls. They do a lot of stuff with a bunch of different stuff. It isn't just like cool fighter jets, but like hyper detailed fighter jets and like model kits like that, like traditional military stuff and or five star stories and that cool end of the mil- like mecha mecha ties, military ties, whatever. Like I'm using weird words that don't exist anyway. They also have a fantabulous, to make words up some more, selection of ceramic scribers. The Saracana, a line, this four scribers, I got introduced to them by a friend of all of the world, Luca Zambriolo Calamity. Are they they scribers or scrapers? They Hmm. are scrapers. Did I say scrapers? I'm sorry. Yeah, ceramic scrapers. They're a, um, they're like a, tools for shaping resin ceramic um and it's um it's a variety of sizes for doing things like uh i use them for cleaning up mold lines i use them for shaping fine details and creating inside curves smooth outside curves it's all for customization so if you're doing things like like the fuck and shit that i like to work with when you're slapping mad epoxy sculpt on forms that you're pulling out of your butt and like making cool organic biomecha stuff like they're great for that um and like same stuff that luca does with it like calamity I, and i see everything that he does and it makes all perfect sense to me and i use them in the same fashion for things that are of a lower key less <laughs> intensity less super creativity because <laughs> luca's crazy um, but yeah so like yeah I use it on the mirage you know and clean up the, the little details with it it's really nice it's an easy way to clean up your edges without marring when without going into using a file or into using like a sanding um sponge or a a block where you may have an irregular surface you can just clean things up and kind of almost a micro level it's really cool so a little bit little bit expensive but you get everything out of what you put your money into guys did we talk about glue no, no we haven't talked about glue at all like and this is what i'm saying i'm saying like we are well well over an hour in and like there's this is just an ocean of things that we can kind of discuss so we can talk well, about I mean, glue real quick there's a good hot minute bullshit at the beginning so <laughs> i was i was, was gone for a bit anyway glue glue is amazing um whether you're a straight builder a customizer <laughs> it's like whether you want to glue, glue is amazing whether you want to get high during your your really creative builds, oh, um, God, I got no. some really strong VOC ones you can get a hold of. <sighs> no, uh, we don't, don't condone the here. use of uh, <laughs> narcotics to get like no, uh, no fucking around. We're fucking what's, around. What's That's the so word good. We're, we're looking for um, uh, uh, inebriation. Yes, <laughs> it's like you're like you're sober builders. The <laughs> the views expressed by Kyle in this last yeah. thirty seconds are not the views of the Built Sideways podcast as a whole. <laughs> Don't get high on your own supply. You got to be living and breathing to continue building. High is bad. Oh, son uh, of anyway, a bitch. Um, glues. No, but glues because um, yeah, yeah, there's so many types of. And I've been messing around recently, so because I was a, a Tamiya thin guy for the longest time with yeah. the, i had the orange octagon bottle too for heavier stuff oh, you thick, know, for the yeah, yeah the, the thick or whatever like the thick orange um but i i fucked with that for a minute and then i was like 
why am I just using only the Tamiya's? There's a lot of stuff out there. So I got a couple of different types of Mister, um, and then I, I leaned real hard on the E Day stuff. So I've been around the block a little bit recently with cement. What do you what like with you guys? Like what you know? What do you got? I, I use the same stuff, Tamiya. Um, there's also uh, Mister Hobby S Super, which is great. Super Hobby Black. Um, also, fair warning, it is very aggressive. It melts it's plastic. The Super S or the SP? SP, the purple, purple lavender cap. That stuff is yes. strong. Right. Well, that's it's it's not called uh superpower for nothing. That's yeah. a exactly. SP yeah. Yep. Because there's yeah, there is here. Way. So I switched up mine because I destroyed the dripper on mine, but this is my mm-hmm. my S and this, uh, here we go. My S and my SP. So I switched them up. But yeah. Like, uh, and then there's the black and then, but yeah. So what, why SP dangerous? Why? I mean, you're asking like the chemical components of it. Cause I can't answer that. No, I'm going to talk to you about your experiences, Kyle. Uh, I don't want you to give oh, me a, a so Bill Nye, the science guy lecture on. I, I, I used to use Tamiya. Well, I still, I should say, I still use Tamiya Thinset. And then there's like the Tamiya Quick, which is very pungent, very strong, but it, it so okay, let's, let's take this back. What we're talking about is melting plastic adhesives. They're not like your standard super glue or, or CA acrylic or you know um, water base. It literally is a corrosive material that binds the two surfaces together by melting them, and then they right. you know cure as a solid. Um, which a caveat: it only works on certain plastics. If you're doing like ABS, you have to use magic uh, glue or whatever that company is. That's better product for that type of right. plastic. Plastic, plastic magic. magic, yeah, yeah, plastic magic. Yeah, yes. because it isn't just relying on acetone and xylene to melt the plastic mm-hmm. and cause them to bond. So yeah, um, so SP, uh, I bought it because I was like, oh, cool, Mister Hobby. I like Mister Hobby products. It's it's a glue. I, I didn't actually put two and two together. SP meant super powered until, you know, after. And I put it on there, put my normal amount, and then I pressed my thumb so I can that way lock it in place. And I literally watched the styrene melt into my hand, leaving a massive fingerprint and stuff. And it might use, you know, maybe a millimeter thick styrene, not, not some light. But, uh, yeah, a little goes a long way with that. And also maybe mm-hmm. another tool we didn't talk about, tweezers. Invest in tweezers. It's amazing. Get a nice little pack off of Amazon. Got a bunch of different types of tweezers, like straight tweezers, pointed tweezers, clamping tweezers. Amazing tool to have in your arsenal. Clampies. Clamps. Uh, yes. That, wow. That super did branch a couple of different topics. Um, <laughs> Blue does. Um, I just no, use Elmer's. No. You guys use no. Elmer's? You mean PVA glue, Julio. That's the same thing as your Elmer's. canopy glue. I will, I will you, say this. Um, yeah. Yeah, try to try to uh, get a wide range of different. Um, so you guys are talking about cements. Uh, you know, you guys, you know, get a wide range of different cements and a mm-hmm. wide range of. Different so I use, um, you know, the same things you guys do. I use, uh, use Tamiya. I use uh, Mister Hobby and all that stuff. But I also mm-hmm. use uh, uh, N97 um, CA glue for for resin kits. I will sometimes also use some Loctite, which is uh, which is really nice for uh, mm-hmm. for weighted um, parts and pieces that that will hold uh, a lot of that weight. Um, I also use uh, I also use some um, water based uh, PVC glue for uh, for photo etch parts because you don't that stuff PVA. will will uh, cure PVA sorry PVA glue because that stuff will cure clear you don't have to worry about it um, mm-hmm. fogging anything up which CA glue will do um, yeah there's there's very easy cleanup. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, get a wide range of different glues. Uh, that's that's one of the uh, one of the sections of the whole tool thing where having more uh, more different types is, is better for depending on what you're going to uh, mm-hmm. use it for. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and like under and understanding what the different glues that you have are, are meant for because they all have a different purpose and there's a lot of different resources out there for you to source for finding out what these different glues do and what you might want to use a different glue for so uh, just to kind of like spin a couple things out there real quick i want to say the um the skill uh what the fuck is it like the scale modeler critique group that's what the fuck it is on facebook is a very honest very dead to rights critique group of Moscow modelers that will help you become a better modeler whether you like it or not if you if you join them um and they do not they do not they do not fuck around for lack of better terms and and they're great people and it's it's a wonderful resource to have if you are willing to take the honest criticism and that's fucking fabulous to have out there plus if you would just want to like find cool stuff out you can talk to any of the four of us or or the you know uh the people that are associated with the the podcast uh if you want to and we're happy to talk to you guys um and about these things um but tweezers but tweezers but not butt tweezers because that sounds weird um i've used a serious clean it (laughs) i have a series of different kinds of tweezers and i i have used cheap shitty tweezers for a very long time doing a bunch of weird shit metalworking and i've used a bunch of like really really high-end tweezers doing plastic modeling stuff but the tweezers that i've really got excited about the first time I pulled them out of the package and I started to work with them, not for nothing, but the God hands, little fine end tweezers. I've heard I don't great know things why. about those. They are so nice. They're because so they are, nice. They have been um, really tuned to make sure that the both prongs are of equal measure to each other. Mm-hmm. Like they are completely parallel. So they are able to hold small pieces. They are able to, because that that's the issue with some of these cheaper ones, right? So the moment you you try to pick something small up with those, you'll you you can feel it kind of roll. Exactly, there's a yeah. jog, and, a jog in the tool. Oh right. my god! With, with these with the god hand ones, you um you don't notice that because it, because they've they've made sure that those things are as straight as possible, even though they are obviously they're bent tips. Um, they are parallel to each other. They um, they are nice and straight. There are no issues with those. All right. Uh, what about these ones? Uh, what about the the for, uh, for podcast podcast listeners? Uh, Brian is holding up some tweezers uh, on camera the, that you will never it's see. The Krios, it's the Krios locking locking round holding wheel. Do those have the um? What's it called? Tips the. The Teflon nylon tips or whatever the plastic no, tips. Nope, nope. This is just uh, stainless. Yeah. Okay. I use the plastic ones for when I'm doing decal work because they're less uh, aggressive. It's not a, a sharp metal tip. It's more huh. of a plastic medi tip. So it's great for not destroying decals. Huh. They're not locking though, so there's a difference, but they're great. Still, so that's, that's... I always suggest that. So rather than the aggressive metal ones that have a potential piercing into the decal, these are um, it's plastic Teflon. So it doesn't stick either to it, which is great. Also, if you're doing like with metal metallic parts, it's non-metallic. So you have to worry about sticking, like magnetizing to the tip of the... Right, so because if great, it's Teflon, great. it's going to be non-stick, but you'll still be able to to grip within yep. reason as long as it's the right Teflon. That's cool. Right on. Awesome. 
Julio, yeah. what do you think about? <laughs> Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. How long you let me sing? Come on, step in. Keep going. I don't know the rest of the way after that. Don't worry about it. Or leave it in. Hello. (laughs) Or put some Obi-Wan. Hello there. You guys are talking glue, right? Yeah. No, Julio, we were talking about tweezers. (laughs) Tweezers now. Move closer. Move closer. (laughs) Stop playing. Move closer. I still use the doo-doo <laughs> tweezers. Clearly, it shows. <laughs> it yeah. shows you use the doo-doo. He's yeah, got the doo-doo, doo-doo haze. Yeah. <laughs> you get him in the, you know, baby's first modeling pack. No. <laughs> little oh, black one. No, you, you say that, though, but the um the Apex, starter kit, no, the Apex starter kit from USA Gundam Store, so they, um, they have... A starter kit that has like the uh the uh a hobby knife, uh some sanding tools, um drill and uh these these uh tweezers. No, no no I don't think there's a pen device in there. Oh. Um there's a there's a pair of tweezers in there that are very reminiscent of the god hand ones. Um I have been using those and they have been actually quite pleasant to use. Are those the two point um, so- it's just he said the 2.0s. No, I don't know about 2.0 tweezers. You're talking. He's talking about tweezers, not about the nippers. Oh fuck, nippers! Sorry, my bad. I'm having a Julio. No, no, no of here. course. But yeah, <laughs> no. But, <laughs> I see it happens. <laughs> hold up, hold up. No, no, no. But I, I, I absolutely respect where you know, easy Julio. I respect where, where, where Kyle's coming from too on on both fronts because I too I have both a 1.0 and the 2.0 uh usags nippers um and i don't have the apex uh starter kit because i don't need all that other stuff i have a bunch of that stuff but it's good to hear that those tweezers are a very good quality that come along with that because uh, mm-hmm. you, you think has always been like fucking genuine and i have never had like a bad experience with them a lot of people have grief because they don't understand that if you don't have a model kit it can't be shipped to you and it's <laughs> waiting on something that comes from somewhere very 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 far away like the other side of the planet where resources are also limited COVID. <laughs> so we got tools don't forget tools that the best tool you could ever use is sitting between your eyes <laughs> in, your in nose? the back of your head yeah you just gotta uh snort resin dust between my are you talking about a dark souls character that you created with one of like really far inset between the eyes i'm talking about your medulla and gotta i don't gotta <laughs> 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 The best tool you have is uh, the little hole that comes out the back of your body. <laughs> you make the doo doo. You make it the doo doo. Oh um, man! <laughs> All right, keep going. Keep yeah, spinning them. I'm waiting. I want to hear more. Give me more. Give me more of these. The best tool you got is. Let's, I'm looking for a Ricky Bobby style like Wonder Bread ad. <laughs> The best tool you got is three slices of white bread, two pieces of 
of Swiss cheese and a and a half a quart of mayonnaise. <laughs> well, that's a cheese whopper. I love those it's a cheese whopper. <laughs> it's not enough cheese. It's it's a mayo whopper. Mayo whopper. Oh man. Somehow that feels like a slur. <laughs> mayo whopper. I, don't know. I got mayo I don't in my like bloods. What I've been told. <laughs> Better than miracle whip. Uh, that shit's all sugary. Ugh. Yeah. Goblin. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, you know. Pat's got to go to sleep and shit, so he wants us to <laughs> He's sick of the stop beer talking all. about tools. <laughs> we haven't talked about tools for a solid 10 minutes. Truth. Uh, wow, okay. So, don't forget the best tool you have is your brain, because it's stupid and it makes you do things with other <laughs> things. So always try to be as stupid as possible. <laughs> if you guys uh want to talk to us, hit us up on our socials, uh built sideways podcast at gmail.com. It's been a great episode, guys. Thanks for talking about how big of a fucking tool you each are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the conclusion the conclusion we've come to is of all the tools, we good sir are the biggest. <laughs> Yes. As as one of the of the finer tools. But still <laughs> He's a David Union. I'm a tech life. <laughs> Someone told me I'm not the tool is the sharpest tool in the shed. Oh man. It ain't, well, the thing is it isn't about the sharpness of the tool, it's about the hand that wields it, is ultimately the the moral of the story. And it is all up to all of us as individual modelers to approach each project with a kind of conscientious concern and direction towards our final end goal. So I wanted to say as a hijacker of the end of this show that we want to thank USA Gundam Store for supplying us with fabulous support and genuine camaraderie to the entire community for a long time. They're down in Florida holding it and holding it up and laying it down and having a great time at the same time. So visit them at www.com USA Gundam Store and or www.usagundamstore.com. I always fuck that up. I always I will continually fuck it up. Anyways, <laughs> and thank you guys. We love you guys and everyone else. Hold on. Build it sideways. You, you, you got to say. You got the touch. You got the power. <laughs> you got the power. <laughs> <laughs> <And> bye, guys. <laughs> 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 <laughs>